Welcome everyone to David Speaks. And uh, today I'm going to be making it this episode. I talk about this on my channel, Political Ideas and Thoughts. But, you know, that was a while ago. And it was based more on politics and, and stuff like this versus what I'm going to be talking about now. Now And plus I've learned more about it and had more insights about it since that episode happened. Um, and I haven't really, haven't really talked about it this much on this, on this podcast. Indirectly I have, I guess, but, um, it's time to go more direct with it. Seems like that's my phrase for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I've been saying that a bunch, I don't know why, but anyways. So, This is going to be about the dangers of generalities and the importance of specificity. Specificity, because uh, much of us, without even meaning to half the time, are generalizing. And it can have its uses to somewhat do this, but it doesn't really help the situation and it makes it more likely for it to be interpreted wrongly in the way that you, you did not intend it to be interpreted. Which is why I try and be very specific on this, you know, podcast because when dealing with this problem it's very easy to just make general statements and say oh that's going to cover it and you know that's a, that's fine and you know that's there's nothing wrong with doing that and uh, stuff like this and there is nothing wrong with doing it and it's fine you can do that if you want but if you want to be as clear as possible the, the best way to do that is to be specific as possible because otherwise what you're going to be doing is you're going to be giving out these general statements and people are not going to know what the hell you're talking about. And they're probably going to take it wrongly. I mean, they might take it wrongly anyways, but you can prevent some of, much of this by being a little bit more specific. Um, so going to try and give you a bunch of examples of this. Some of them I've seen, some of them I've, you know, read about and, and stuff like this. Um, because it, it happens a lot. It's very easy to make a general statement and it's very hard to make a specific statement because you have to be aware and be, be you have to be aware of what you're talking about. And Odds are, if you're not making a specific statement, you're not really aware of what you're talking about, or as aware as you should be when talking about it. I've done this before, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I'm talking about this from a place of like being above everybody, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. I've 
done nothing, none of this ever, actually, because I have done this in past YouTube videos, but over the past year or so, I have been steadily going away from general statements to more specific ones. Um, so, it's very interesting to me because a lot of general statements people think are, you know, crystal clear and in, in stuff like this. But the, pro the interesting problem is that the, the more that you think your statement is clear... And depending on what it is, and it, it is more complicated, but the more that you think your statement is clear, uh, like say you say something general, for instance, because part of this also has to do with um, something I talked about in the last episode about the nuances between free will and predeterminism uh, is what is called Occam's Razor. And what you will notice when, when using this, because what, what Oakham's razor, razor is, is basically what you're trying to do when you're using Oakham's Razor is sim simplify it to the simplest uh, form of wording that you can uh, when talking about something. And that is useful, don't get me wrong when I'm saying it's not, but if you do it wrongly, if you do it by generalizing too generally you can give wrong impressions and make statements that aren't what you're actually trying to make a statement about or you 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 it's way too easy at that point once you generalize to a certain level to Interpret what you you almost have to at that point interpret what this person is saying, and sometimes that can be useful. But most of the time, when when you're especially when you're dealing with a specific topic, you don't really want people to interpret it too much, depending on what it is, of course. But and so you have this problem. I've I've, I've had I've noticed this problem with a lot of people that they generalize things to such a degree and it's, it's, it's something to do when you're with friends and stuff like that especially with close friends and you know each other and you know what they're probably talking about for the most part and then if you don't you have you can ask them what, what are you talking about or, or you know ask them to be more specific but most of the time that's not an option you know for instance like when I'm doing this po these podcasts um, like, if you look at the last episode that I did on the nuances between free will and predeterminism, I was very specific for a very real purpose. Because what is what is going to happen if I wasn't very specific? And I was just like, oh, these are, the, these are nuances. This, this subject is very nuanced. And there's, you know, and, and I just go over like the theory of this and, and you know just say but there, there are these variations but I don't really go too deeply into it like I did in this episode you're not really going to know what I'm talking about and so you're going to 
um, take that and you're going to make something uh, uh, that isn't there. Like, for instance, if you, if, if you, if I didn't go too specific into it, if I just made like a 20-minute episode or video, I wouldn't be, have been able to get very specific. And so you would, would think something mean that you, you, you would think, for instance, like you would have free will when it comes to something that you, you actually didn't have free will over. And so I had to be very specific. And there were things that I missed. I'm sure there's things that, that I missed that I'm going to find out about in the future. It's really interesting to me that I make an episode. This has happened a couple times. And then a couple of months later, you know, there's new insights and new understandings that have come to that could actually have made this episode more specific and better than it was. But because I made that episode too soon, I actually missed out on explaining things deeper. And so sometimes that's why I re review topics and sometimes that's why I go over topics multiple times. For instance, a good example of this is the episode on the three levels of control that I did that was a couple months. A little bit more than that ago, maybe like six or seven months ago. And then I did another one, the six levels of control. Uh, that's, you know, because there's it was expanded a little bit. And then I realized, wait a second, there's more here. And, um, you know, it's not 100% a linear, linear process when it comes to those levels of control as well as one thing I didn't really mention but um, it's just a way of helping you understand how how much control you're you're putting in the world and what to put putting into your activities and stuff like this um, And there's other episodes that I've done as well that I've, that have had this happen as well. Um, you know, the other examples that I could give you is one example is the, the free will versus determinism, predeterminism argument. Uh, because I made an episode about this a, a couple of months before, actually. And I was pretty much on the predeterminism side, but... You know, some things come up and some new insights I have and, and new understandings are being found and then I have to make this new episode. The nuances, understanding the nuances between, or what is it, what did I call it? Free will versus predeterminism. Uh, something like this. I'll have to look it up later and I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the, put a link in the show notes. But um, I had to do that because there was some new information that came came up, and uh, you know that's one of the interesting. That's one. That's not really a problem. That's a generalism uh, versus specific specificity. But if you weren't aware of those things before, you would have then assumed that free will is not something that exists, and. By no means am I certain of all of the stuff that I talk about. There's a reason why I go back to stuff once in a while because I find 
that there are things that, you know, are only partially correct or are missing valuable points within them. And so you have to be very careful about that. So, I think we covered that part pretty well. And I already gave you a few good examples of how this can somewhat work. So let me give you some examples, some other examples of this problem, because it's very easy to do this. And it's very easy to make these general statements. Um, some really good examples of this are word that, that are statements that have the words good, bad, should, shouldn't, ought, ought not to, or statements like this, because they're very general statements and they don't really help you in at all. But those are, you know, very vague sta statements and are often, you know, not all of them are vague, but a lot of them are very blanket statements that, that can't, don't, can't and don't apply to every situation. <clears throat> so one of the problems that comes up with this is the, f the words that we use because sometimes words change or people change the meaning of the words because it you know, suits their purposes for some, any, whatever reason. I'm not saying that they're doing it maliciously or, you know, to control people or whatever, but it happens to where they change meanings of words. And so an example of this is racism has been used differently over the past couple of years in ways that was not used before. And so... When people are talking about racism, depending on who they are and, and whatnot, they're not talking about the same thing anymore, and they're talking about something different versus um, the past. I mean, I wasn't really going to get into this, but I might as well, because it is one of the interesting dilemmas of sorts when it comes to language. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing or a good thing. It's just something that exists and if you don't want to face it, that's fine. You can, you know, remove yourself from this conversation. But it's just something I've noticed with this word, for instance. Um, because there are some who say that certain races cannot be racist, racist because they have been often ra been racist against. And so it doesn't really count or something along those lines. And so racism and those kinds of definitions have changed. And so some people say that racism is prejudice plus power. And that's never been what racism was about, and at least in general layman's terms. And so we have this problem of, of, change, of word change. Um, and so you have this problem with racism where if you don't know what they're talking about you think it's a good thing to get rid of racism but you don't know what they're actually talking about 
equity is another one that they're now using. You know, socialism has got uh, these the democratic socialists are using this word, and it in it in their minds is something different than what you might think it means. Uh, and so, if you you agree because you th- you you hear a couple of words like harmony or equity and you don't actually know the specifics of what they're talking about you're going you might be having a mistaken impression unless you're aware of this unless you're aware of what they're actually saying um you know violence is another one even though you may think it's a very specific word and it is but the problem is some people think that words are violence some people think that Silence is violence. If you if you don't speak about something, that is violence. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, but if you think that violence is wrong and that should be, you know, dealt with under the law and stuff like this, and if you don't know what they're actually talking about, you may be supporting something that you actually don't support at all within your mind. If you would actually know what they're talking about. Sometimes some people use the word inclusivity differently than others, and then the the mainstream, that not well, not really mainstream, but like the most people do, and so they say, well, we think sh- things should be more inclusive, and if you don't know what they're actually talking about, because some people are saying inclusivity in different ways than others, then. That means you're supporting something that you may not actually support if you realize what they're actually talking about. Um, example is that some people are using this word in college campuses to create um, black-only spaces. And I'm not saying I'm against it, but I'm just giving you examples of this. Or spaces for only certain groups uh, and not other groups. Not just black people, but for certain people and no other people can join this group it could be anyone um so you're using they use these words um in these ways and if you don't know what they're talking about you're going to be fooling yourself into believing something different than what they're talking about um there's a lot of examples like this because th- these words they change a lot of people change them and it actually goes back into this interesting problem of things being made up in the first place because so much of this is made up of because we don't realize this we have this illusion and there's an illusion we had this illusion of something called objectivity. That, you know, objectivity doesn't really exist. And if you think about it, and if you look at it properly, you can see this. Because if, when you're looking at things objectively, what are you looking at that, those things with? You're not like some separate observer looking into reality itself. There's a you that's looking, and there's the thing that you're looking at, and so there's no objectivity at all in this situation. <clears throat> and that's one of the reasons why it's very hard to be objective 
and you know that's one of the reasons why it's very difficult to get things done in scientific science and and things like this because it's very difficult to be objective because it goes against and is against reality in a lot of, a lot of ways and when they're even when they are objective or at least try to be very objective and they are in some ways you know it's not a complete objectivity because they're still a subject and they're still an object and so the those two they're not as different as you may believe or think they are so reason is actually a good example of of a general idea that's you know means different things to different people and uh, if you look at like for instance the enlightenment they use the area the era of enlightenment not spiritual enlightenment but the era of it they use it in a different way than others use it use it in a very specific way and so there's all these different examples of how these words that we think they have a very inherent meaning within them uh, actually don't they, they only have a meaning to us because of us ourselves and our, what we have learned and understood and you know found to be true and whatnot it's very under, important to understand this because if you don't understand this conundrum you can easily fool yourself into thinking somebody said something when they actually said something else in their own minds and this is one of the biggest problems with um, what people call facts because with, with the facts comes some kind of interpretations because with the facts themselves they don't really mean anything very much and uh, and so what you have to do is you have to interpret things you have to kind of like come to the conclusion about what the facts are telling you and that's what is called interpretation um, and uh, you know I'm being very specific about what this is because when people think of what I'm talking about when I'm saying interpretation, I'm saying that they're interpreting the facts differently, that they're interpreting the same facts in different ways. And I am saying that, but they're, 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 they may be thinking that interpretation in this case means something different from what I'm saying. Something to do more with um, thinking the facts are good or bad or wrong or right. And that's one example of that, but more importantly is the conclusion that you come to based on facts which may not necessarily may not necessarily mean what they, they think you think they mean and that's what I'm talking about you're putting meaning onto these facts and that's what most people miss because they don't understand how the mind works and they don't understand um, the problem of um meaning itself and the problem with interpreting things and, and you know trying to come to a proper conclusion and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with coming to a conclusion but if you're um, 
if you're not careful, you can come to a wrong or an incorrect conclusion because of the assumptions you're making about the facts. It's very easy to make assumptions about what the facts are saying when the, the facts aren't necessarily saying that at all. Um, you know, I could give you about a million facts right now, but they don't really mean anything to you until you can come to some conclusion about them. And then you go, oh, that means that, and then I come to you later, and then, and then I go, no, it actually means this. And this is one of the problems with general generalities and not really looking in and looking at your assumptions and questioning them properly. And I might do an episode about that in the future because it is important um, to do that in the outer and in, in the inner world. Um, you know, asking the question, you, could, you know, because one of the problems as well, which is not really a problem, but it's really... Uh, could be misinterpreted if you're not if you're not careful if if it's not explained to you. Uh, but one of the interesting problems is, um, you know, if you if you look to certain spiritual teachings that, you know, are guiding you towards, you know, enlightenment. There's a certain kind of teaching called a self inquiry. Self inquiry. And what this teaching is saying is that if you, you know, you should ask the question, who am I? And if you're not aware of the, the many caveats that come with this question, that there are point there, you know, that you found in certain spiritual understandings and teachings that people, you know, give to you. You may be misinformed because the mind is going to say stuff like the body or, you know, the mind or, or whatever it's going to say. And what this teaching is actually trying to do is to get you away from looking at these things as the answer. And so in a future episode, I might go into, I'm going to try and do this. It may take me a month or two months or four months to make this because it, it is one of those tricky questions where you can easily become uh, confused and easily be led into a trap of identifying with the mind again because it's a question. And so another question that's been um Proposed instead of got that question, which I do actually like better in some ways, is to ask the question: Am I aware? Or yeah, no, am I aware? And then you you look to see if you're aware right now. Um, that that is one way. If, if uh, that's probably a little bit of an easier way of doing this. But I think the, the who am I my question is really interesting. Because if you do it right, what you can find is that the mind is not what you think the mind is. And it's not really connected to yourself in the way that you think you are. That you think they might think it is. And so this what this question is supposed to do. It's supposed to separate you. Not only separate you from the mind, but bring you closer to what is.
Uh, and what is is not something that you can really talk about in words uh, because or you know to identify with again because that that will then bring you back into the mind and the ego's trap of identifying with things which I might talk about that in a future episode as well because that's definitely something that happens to a lot of people and that's really happening right now and, and it's causing a lot of problems and a lot of radicalizations and you know people are being triggered way too easily and they're overthinking and they're you know, too anxious and stuff like this and much much of that has to do with identifying and and stuff like this so anyways David speaks. I'll talk to him on the next episode.